Hello, this is Real Actors, Real Answers, the place where actors, casting directors, and more get real. Today, I would like to interview, the privilege of interviewing Christopher Sean Shaw. He is from California. He is a brilliant director, film director. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, thank you, and that's very kind. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um... I love California, number one, and it's, again, it's a privilege to talk to you, and I've seen your uh, film reel, and it is, it's amazing. Everything is so professional. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it was an incredible team effort. Uh, I was surrounded by people who knew what they were doing, <laughs> so that helps a lot. It does. Teamwork is everything. Um, could you... Especially in film. Film is a collaborative uh, medium, so. Very true. Um, could you tell me, as well as the audience, what gave you the initial dream to become a film director? Well, it all started in the womb. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, actually, when I was a kid, I was always fascinated by film in general, and what I was really fascinated by were the actors. So I actually grew up wanting to be an actor, and technically wanting to be a quote-unquote movie star. And so I actually went to college for acting. That was my major, Bachelor of Fine Arts. I went to um, Otterbein College in Westerville, Ohio. I grew up in Ohio. And uh, it's now called Otterbein University, but they had a very, um, and still do, have a very uh, prominent theater department. So I went there for acting, and then just over the years since then, I just found myself more and more <clears throat> behind the camera. And now my uh, career passion is more uh, directing, primarily uh, creative producing, uh, not paperwork producing, but creative producing. And um, I also enjoy uh, editing as well. That's amazing. Um, what is the difference? I've always wondered, and probably many people out there, what is the difference between directing and editing? Well, it, that's a really good question. Um, they go hand in hand because when you're directing something, you need to be thinking about whether or not you have the footage you need to make it work in post-production and the editing process. So I tend to be very visual in nature, so it, it comes naturally to me to visualize the shot and, and uh, kind of know what I need to get on the day for the editing process. But, but they're two very different um, skill sets when it comes to the implementation of them but they absolutely go hand in hand when it comes to making sure that your product's going to work. So you got to be thinking about the edit when you're filming. You know, you, for example, if you have a, a scene with two people, uh, you know, typically you want to do a master shot uh, and uh, maybe a medium shot of each actor and a close-up of each actor. That's sort of the standard way to do it. Because that way, when you have all those angles, then you can cut from one to the other in the editing. 
if you if you shoot the master and only get one of the close-ups, then that's going to make for a very challenging edit, and it's probably not going to look well. That is a very accurate, uh, from what I know anyway, um, description. You give yourself options to to use uh, because I guess the worst thing, both both monetarily and time wise, is to have to do something over again. Yeah, it's it's as long as you have time to do it, it's better to overshoot than undershoot for those obvious reasons I just explained. And you know, it doesn't mean you're going to use everything. There might be some shots or angles that you don't ever use, or you might use something for a couple of seconds. Like, you know, some master shots are used once, if at all. So, uh, but it's nice to have. And then also, the other cool thing uh, that's an editing hack or trick is the more options you have in the edit of things you can cut to the easier it is to cut stuff out without it being blatantly obvious to the audience. So, you know, if you have a three-minute scene, but you have all these different angles you can cut to, you can probably cut that scene down to 90 seconds. It just depends on, you know, how it flows and everything, but because you have editing options of, you know, you can cut a line out here and there and make it tighter. Wow. What kind of hours do you... uh do you work? I mean, there's a lot of process in what you said. Now I understand why a film sometimes takes one to two years. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of that time is in the editing process, for sure. Um, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, the, it, it really depends on, you know, what your schedule is and what kind of a collaboration you're on or, and, and whatnot. I mean, typically, as far as, you know, typically you do, uh, like, let's say you get on a feature film. You do pre-production. Well, first there's development. So you have to have a script. And, you know, if the script's not already written, then you either write it or work with a writer and, you know, pound that out, develop it, go through many drafts. Um, I did a feature film a few years ago, and... Oh my golly, that script went through probably at least thirty drafts. Oh wow! Uh, that's not un- and that's not uncommon, by the way. Some go through way more than that. Some go through less. But um, and and some of that is you know when other people come on board, say other producers come on board or whatever, then you know they may want to make some tweaks to it and and whatnot. And so anyway, um, you have development, and then you have when you're about to, you know, when it's really serious and you're getting ready to film, typically you have pre-production. So on the feature that I did, we had a month of pre-production where you're basically in an office on location so you can hop out and do scouting and you can have some time with your director of photography and other people, other key people on the team so they can get um, a view of the landscape and what's going on and what to expect and sort of problem solve before you get to the shoot day. Because when you get to the shoot day, I mean, time is of the essence. And that's one of the biggest challenges there is, no matter what the budget is, 
whether it's a hundred million dollars or three thousand dollars time is of the essence and that's one of the biggest obstacles so uh, so you do pre-production to get ready for the shoot and then you have to do the actual shoot and on the feature that I did it was 20 days so not a lot of time I would have loved to had 23 days but we had 20 and um, some of those uh, some of those days went over um, and then after you shoot, you know, you wrap, and then you have post-production, which basically starts with the initial rough cut uh, of the editing. And then after that, you have, you know, you know, once you once you have the rough cut and you fine-tune that and you get to what they call picture lock, you lock the picture, and then other departments can do things like, you know, scoring for the, the composing, um, sound editing, and... Um, color correction for the visuals and all that fun stuff happens typically after picture lock and then you know so it, it can take a very long time because I mean just doing the basic editing you know you have the rough cut initially then you have notes and you have all these tweaks and fine tuning it and different people looking at it and whatnot. I mean that can take months and months have you ever, thank you, have you ever had creative differences? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did that answer the question for you? Yes, it did. Just your laughter. Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, yes. It's, um, but I think if I can give one piece of advice when it comes to creative differences, and some of them are just, you know, some of them are, uh, understandable. Some of them are ridiculous, but I think if you can try to tackle it from the perspective that, for, at least you would assume, for the most part, everybody's trying to make the best movie possible. They just have a different perspective as to how to get there. So, if if you can keep that at the heart of the um, creative difference then uh, hopefully it's easier to navigate those waters. But yeah, I mean, like, like there's a, you know, I, uh, I do a lot of collaboration with one of my favorite writers. Um, he also acts in a lot of the stuff I do. His name is Thor Ramsey. And sometimes we're like brothers, you know. We, you know, sometimes we communicate to each other like brothers. And, uh, and we have very differing opinions on things at times. But, you know, he's a phenomenal writer, good actor, and fun to work with. But yeah, you definitely have those moments where, you know, he really doesn't like something, or I really don't like something, and you gotta figure out a way to to, to make it work. It sounds like that, it reminds me of that proverb um, in the Bible, uh, when iron sharpens iron. Yes. That's it. That's what I call exciting. <laughs> uh, that's one way to look at it. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I've i very rarely heard of, of that verse being referred to as exciting. Okay. Because usually it's um, painful. You know. It is. Uh, Feelings can get hurt. Egos can get in the way. I mean, you know, it's 
it's it's a painful um, chiseling and even pruning process. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. You know, God is God is here to make us better than we can make ourselves. You know, he's the only one that can do it. Absolutely, well, initially at least. Yeah, I mean, he uses um, other people in our lives, of course, but I mean, he's the one who has the game plan. So, I like that, the divine director. <laughs> yeah, the divine director. There you go. <laughs> now. I have a question. Um, what led you from Ohio, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to California? Yeah, born and bred in Ohio. I grew up in a very small, I mean, typically somebody would say town or city. Neither. It was a village. <laughs> I grew up in the village of Plainfield, less than 200 people. Um, it might have equal 200 if you included pets, maybe. <laughs> um, but, 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 uh, but those aren't people, of course. So, But yeah, so very small town. And like I said, I had stars in my eyes. I wanted to be a quote-unquote movie star. And and so, um, you know, where, where do you do that? California, you know. So after college, I uh, decided to move to Southern California initially and um, sort of tackle um, acting where acting is famously known for, at least film acting, and that's Los Angeles County. I didn't live in the city of Los Angeles. I lived in, like, Van Nuys and North Hollywood, but, um, but I was in L.A. County. And what I found when I got there, though, was I was extremely lackadaisical when it came to pursuing acting like I felt like I knew I could do it I just wasn't very motivated and so every once in a while I'd get these little spurts and I'd submit my head this is back in the day this is the 90s so this is when you actually did mailers of your headshot and resume and so you know stamps and you know, <laughs> envelopes and and uh, all that fun stuff so yeah pounding the payment trying to find an agent submitting I would do that in spurts and then, like I said, just over the years, I found myself more and more behind the camera. And then while I was in Southern California, I got involved with a ministry uh, that eventually relocated to Northern California. And that's how I got to Northern California, where, and I'm in Northern California still, even though I'm not part of that ministry anymore. So um, I'm in uh, Sonoma County, and I do not miss living in L.A. Wow. I... <clears throat> Was L.A. a culture shock for you? Culture shock? Um, you would think so, coming from a small village, but I, not really, because I tend to adapt to the surroundings relatively easily. Um, I mean, culture is certainly different in many aspects, but it wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a shock, per se. Plus, I had some taste of it. I'd been out to, like, I, when I was in college during your senior year, you get to do an internship, and a lot of people in the theater department, of course, went to New York. I went to L.A., so I had an internship at a production and management firm. So I got a taste of it before the big move and actually living, living out here. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't say a shock, but certainly different. The pace is different. 
I mean, even between Southern California and Northern California, the pace is different, and I, I much more enjoy the pace up here. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, if you were to meet somebody back then about your age or so, I feel like I think it's necessary to preface this. Obviously, if God tells you to do something differently, then don't listen to my advice. Do what God says. But my just you know practical um, advice would be, um, you know, aside from praying, uh, don't wait for the phone to ring. That advice to like actors and stuff too, because a lot of people are waiting for something that to happen that they can actually get the ball rolling themselves. I mean, most of the stuff that I've done is basically the result of just doing it and hands-on experience. And, you know, I didn't, like, shadow a famous director or anything like that on a set for six months. Or I mean, I, I didn't really do any, any of that. I just did it. And this is very important, surrounding yourself with people who know what they're doing. Um, I did my very first professional-looking short film in 2010. It's called Skip Listening. You can find that on YouTube. Just type in Skip Listening, Thor Ramsey, and uh, it'll come up. But, um, and, 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 I mean, <laughs> the, the main reason that looks so good is because I was surrounded by people who knew what they were doing. I mean, I didn't really know a whole lot of what I was doing, but, you know, it's a team effort. It's teamwork, and there's a lot of skill sets involved and where you're not strong, somebody else is, and where they're not strong, you are, and it's it's a total team effort. So, um, and that's one thing that is interesting, too, even making a feature and stuff, I've just, I've re-realized and, I, and you re-realize this almost every time you work on something, whether somebody loves or hates a movie, typically you can't blame one person, typically, because there's so many facets to it and nuances and so many decisions that are like, you know, typically if you see a really good movie, you either praise the director or the actor of the movie. And there's so much more than that <laughs> involved. And, I mean, there's even some famous stories of, you know, directors who didn't have, you know, creative control or whatever, and they're really good directors, but, you know, the studio or a producer or whatever came in and made a decision that was outside of, you know, they couldn't control it. So, you know, and it goes either way, whether you love a movie or hate a movie, there's a whole team involved in what made that end product. It sounds to me like being a director is a humbling experience. Uh, well, it could go that could go either way too. It can be either humbling or it could, you know, you could uh, get an ego over it. And obviously I would advise to keep your ego in check. Right. Same for acting as well, obviously. If you do something that does well or is received well, then um, it's kind of 
easy to fall into that trap of, uh, look what I did. So I like to try to make it a point that, you know, I didn't, I didn't do this in a vacuum. This wasn't solely because of me. There was, there was a team involved and there were a number of people involved. And if it was just me, it, it wouldn't have looked like that. It just wouldn't. And, and I think actors need to take that in too, you know, you can be the best actor in the world, but if your cinematographer stinks, he's not going to make you look good. If the editing stinks, your performance isn't going to look that good. So it's a total team effort. So I really want people to, to hear that. And um, also, you know, don't wait for the phone to ring. I mean, for example, if you're an actor listening and you don't have a real because you haven't been cast in anything yet and you're just going on audition after audition after audition. I mean, in today's day and age, if you don't have a camera, you probably know somebody who does. If you don't know how to edit, you probably know somebody who does. Make your own reel. Get a bunch of scenes together, write your own scenes, pick some favorite scenes, and put a reel together. Because how people know you and your work exist is based see it make yourself a reel upload it on YouTube upload it on Facebook upload it on LinkedIn LinkedIn is huge when it comes to um, networking I mean social media in general is huge when it comes to networking huge that's wow sorry and the other piece of advice I would say is um Submit to um, film festivals and stuff, and one of the and and, and I, I like to give a shout out to this. I, I, they're not paying me or anything to do this, but I like to give a shout out to the One Six Eight Film Project, which is uh, it started out as a, a faith-based speed filmmaking competition where you have 168 hours, which is seven days, to shoot, edit, turn in a finished short film. And um, it's a phenomenal experience, especially if you have the ability to attend the festival, um, and especially if your film is, you know, well received. Then, I mean, I, I like to tell people that nearly every project I'm attached to right now, I can somehow trace back to my participation in the One Six Eight Film Project. Not every single one, but nearly every one. The feature film I did. I can trace that back to the One Six Eight Film Project. It was Thor's script. I worked on a project with Thor. Part of the reason he came on board was he had the script, and he thought, "Well, if I'm ever going to get this made, I'm going to need to network with filmmakers." So, you know, I didn't know that when I invited him on the team, but that was his ulterior motive. And from that, we did a proof of concept trailer for that script, and then several years later, we were fortunate enough to shoot the actual movie so and that and by the way that movie's not out yet uh we shot it in 2016 um it's awaiting distribution but it's called church people and you can find it on imdb.com just type in church people or my name or thor ramsey um and you'll see the casting crew there for that um and the proof of concept we did to sort of get that ball rolling and get people interested in the project is on my YouTube channel. If you just type in um, 
church people, Thor Ramsey. Um, it used to be called Youth Group. You could type in Youth Group Trailer, then you'll find the proof of concept. But uh, we don't have a, a public trailer for the actual film yet. Um, we're awaiting distribution. That's amazing. You, uh, you've gained a lot of wisdom uh, through your career about working with people from what I've gathered. And uh, just, I mean, common sense is not that common. You have to develop it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and I, and, I, and I can say that from personal experience of myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Understood. Chris, it's been an amazing privilege uh, talking with you and educating me as well as uh, the audience that will hear this podcast. Um, now, last but not least, I think it's real important. Um, how can people contact you if they would like to? Yeah, well, well thank you. Um, my website is Christopher Sean Shaw. That's S-H-A-W-N, S-H-A-W. Uh, ChristopherSeanShaw.com. Um, my social media handles are Director CFS. So Facebook, Director CFS, Twitter, Director CFS, Instagram, Director CFS. And a lot of that stuff is you can see on my website too. Like you can click on links or icons on my website and get there as well. And then my YouTube channel, um, I, I did that one before I uh, had the CFS moniker, uh, so it's CFS301, so you go youtube.com forward slash CFS301, and please uh, subscribe to my channel, a bunch of my 168 film short projects are there uh, that I collaborated with Thor and other very, very talented people on, um, and, and some goofy stuff's on there too, um, I tend to gravitate towards quirky comedy, but there's some drama on there as well, so have a look. Thank you so very much. Um, thank you for being on uh, Real Actors, Real Answers, and I hope to hear from you again soon, especially about that one about, what was the title, about listening, Skip Listening? Yeah, Skip Listening, and that's on my YouTube channel. But again, just go to YouTube and type in Skip Listening Thor Ramsey, and it should come up. All right. Thank you so much, and God bless the rest of your day, Chris. You're welcome. Thank you, and God bless you and yours, and God bless your audience. Thank you.